Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast land, and why is Dan Amos standing up? I don't know. I just didn't feel like sitting down yet. I felt like I wanted to dance a little bit to that 20-minute intro. He was. He was in the zone. He was, man. He was moving and grooving to that intro. Ready to go. (laughs) Looked like you had a little... He was smashing his Hawaiian shirt. I'm just practicing for when I retire. This is is how I Like you were listening to Ambrosia. (laughs) You know, with a little... Yeah. Oh, this is why we don't do video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> technically, you are not being truthful. What? We had video of Kent. We last did week. have video we of did. him. Yeah. yeah. He, you good. know that that should really. I want to point out to him what an honor that is. We have never done video here before. Not with anybody. So not not with anybody. Not with our pastor and our host. No. So all of a sudden, I'm sort of getting at issue with you. <laughs> Huh, that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! So hey, you hear him? I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona, with me. Hey, hey! I got my main man over there who's been dancing the boogaloo <laughs> over there, Bean. Yep, yep. So that would make him a uh. jumping Bean. Ooh, now he now got he's a jumping Bean. Jumping Bean. I, I was I thought we were all the same page. I was like, yes, it would make me a boogaloo Bean. <laughs> <laughs> you you took a turn on me. I right. did. Well, I went to jumping, <laughs> jumping bean. bean. So hey, if you have your Bibles out there, um, we're gonna take a little break from from Acts for a while. Hey guys, this is just how we roll. It's how Hank rolls, <laughs> and we follow Hank's lead because okay. he's in charge. <laughs> okay, we're in First Peter, and we're gonna. And so here's the definite. Uh, we're gonna do chapter one of First Peter. We're not gonna do the whole book, but we're gonna. I think this is where we ought to be. We ought to just do chapters. You know, various chapters. I know we did Romans 8. You know, we talked about that earlier. Mm. <laughs> um, and some other chapters in the in the book that we should find and do. Like, you know, Luke 15, all the parables of the lost things, the lost mm-hmm. coin, the lost sheep, and Which then I the lost did son. That. Did we do that? I think. We did. we did. I believe we did. I believe you are correct. <laughs> I just now. See, that's the me. problem. When you get on for three years, you can't remember what you <laughs> <Yeah>. talked about. <laughs> But we, you know, what we probably we need to say, highlight it. So, um, I'm tasking you, Mona. Uh, okay. Um, in front of everybody. In front of everybody. Right. For this after we finish First Peter, a chapter from the Old Testament. We haven't done anything like a chapter in the Old Testament. So, I, you have been now tasked, okay, with, okay, a chapter from the Old Testament. That's okay. not what I thought you were going to task me with. So I'll take it. <laughs> Now I want to know what she was thinking. I, I am there as well. <laughs> I have a task of my own that I feel I need to do for the Mosaic of Marion in my free time that I don't have. Oh, but... you mean the blog? Oh, good. <laughs> Did you have to say the B word? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Boy, that blog has been resurrected more times than Lazarus. <laughs> It's it keeps all, dying a slow, with the painful grace at this death. Point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, last time it was like, yeah, let's do it. And I, and I knew it was me. I was going, I'll write it every week. And I'm back the third week. I'm like, Moni, you want to write it for this week? Yeah. Uh, uh, It'll be a yearly blog. Once I, a year we'll blog. 
I really, I really wish I could be more dedicated to it, but uh, <laughs> all right. But anyway, First Peter, let's go. Chapter one, read because I don't know how far we're going to get. Just read verses one and two. If we get any farther than that, then we'll we can reread. We can reread. Okay, or not reread, but no, re continue to read. continue. Think, <laughs> yeah, what whatever. Hey, you know. I had her completely confused over there. <laughs> okay, First uh, Peter chapter one verses one and two. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this opportunity to share your word, to uh, spend time with each other in your word, and to share it um, across you know, to those who would listen. And Heavenly Father, we just pray that that we remember your word never returns void. So we just pray that that this word, like every other, um, uh, from from the gospel, um, would reach those that need to hear it and be life changing and eternity changing. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right. So, hey, big question right up top. Oh boy. <laughs> what do you think is the key word slash phrase that we see in those two verses? Um, I see what you did there, Dan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to get out of it. What do, what do you think? It's either, so I'm, I'm going to let you, and you can say whatever, but what do you think is a key word or slash couple of words slash phrase? Um, so I'm make sure I don't give it away. I, I would say an apostle of Jesus Christ, where he lists Peter, his name, and then identifies as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Okay. That's a good thought, but wrong. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I mean, I what I was thinking, but no, you're right. You make a good... And we'll get there. We're going to come back because we're going to talk about that, obviously. Well, see, that would have been mine. So I'm glad you went first. But now I got to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a minefield now. Um, see, just be able to defend. To is, no, just um, be able to defend your position just a second. Because oh, it could be. Okay. You can offend it. Defend okay. Bean. I'm um, I'm struggling. I got like three options. Okay. Well, you just say like what him. you say. What you, you agreed with her. Yeah, I did agree with her. So see, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, but I can't defend it, and that's why I didn't say it. I, the term elect exiles is really standing out to me, and I don't know why. Nope. But I can tell by I'm your thinking. face that wouldn't. Nope. <laughs> Give me your third choice. Your third two. choice I know is wrong. It was just one that I really, it was just part that I really clung to a little What's bit. What's that? The May grace and peace be multiplied. I know which one you're going for. What? It just came to me. What's that? Well, With we're about to blood. run out of words. No. With his blood. No. Y'all are just. Flat out with it. Well, see, sometimes we just can't read your mind. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell whether I'm not reading it or whether I'm reading it and I'm just not getting anything back. I don't know. <laughs> There's a possibility. <laughs> this is what I would say, and, and I'll tell you why. The Obviously, anytime you say Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, that's so very important. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and I'm going to let you defend that and it's say Peter that. It's Peter this time, but yes. Yes. According to. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't disagree with you. I just know I would have never come to that conclusion. <laughs> because it, yeah. it's all, everything that he is saying to uh-huh. these people, and he, uh, he speaks of himself and then these exiles, and what everything he's going to say following mm-hmm. is according to a certain thing. Right. Well, and it's the only thing that gives gives all of that authority. It gives clarity. Yeah. 
Yeah. To what he's about to say, and it get and it gives foundation and it gives substance. Now, this is me. I, I'm like I said, I'm not no, saying that it's you're wrong with the mm-hmm. P- Peter and apostle of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but he says all this thing, and then he says according to. Yep. In other words, I believe that's why he would say when he gets over here, um, oh, do 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 do. Um, and it might even actually be in the the next one. I believe it is in the ne- in in. in Second Peter, when he talks about no prophecies ever produced by the will of man, but men right. of um, who spoke from God as they were carried by the Spirit, and he talks about knowing this that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own. And it's like to me, even before he wrote Second Peter, he's like, I'm making sure you guys understand exactly where I got what I got from. Right. It's according to not man's tradition, but God's truth. And by God, I think he's what well, he's obviously saying: the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and he deals with them. So, to just give me some of why you think that point about the apostle. Um, well, just because that is his identity statement. I mean, this is his greeting to the letter, and so, um, unlike when we write letters, we sign it at the end, but they would put at the very beginning who the letter was from, and um. <laughs> I mean, Dan just had a conniption no, over there. Just, I mean, is, they always is there do. something up like, there on that on that wall up there? Because no, something made him I jump. I just had never had that thought. Um, and so, um, so that this is his identity, and this is how he wants them to identify him as that that he was indeed an apostle of Jesus, and um, and so it's sort of like, and I think part of why. I hone in on that is because when we have talked about James, when James wrote his letter, he didn't say James, the half brother of Jesus. He said James, a servant of God. Um, and so um, getting his identity, not from his his physical relationship to Jesus as far as being a half brother, but of serving God and being called within that. Um, and so, and, and it's Jude the same way. Jude is a servant of Jesus right, Christ. Instead yeah. of saying... The half, the half brother of, of Jesus, Jesus right? Yeah. And so, um, I think maybe it's from oh, here's the truth because I've never those two of. have come recently in our teaching in church, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's part of why I identified with that. Quickly. Even being a half brother wouldn't have got him in, right? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't. You said it. Mm-hmm. They, 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 their identity had not to be found in their physical closeness right. to right. him, right? But in their spiritual sure. oneness, oh, right. that is so good with him. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I'm done for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, you got Bean. <laughs> two things. I'll, I'll I'll visit what you said, and then we'll go back to to what Mona um, wrongly pointed out. Uh, me first. <laughs> no, um, no, it, but that's that's why that. That was really good. That way I of thinking is so faulty, though, that we, we hear so often. It's like, if I could only live back in his day. Because the physical, that's the only thing that's changed. That the ability, the, the opportunity to have that oneness with him hasn't changed. It's not affected by yeah. time at all. No. So, yeah, we, we can say, well, if I had just been been alive back then, you have the same opportunity now that you, you would yep. have if you yeah, were there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to the, the apostle Jesus Christ, if you look, that really – kind of links up there hand in hand with exactly what you pointed out. If, if he's not an apostle of Jesus Christ, he doesn't know about the foreknowledge of God mm-hmm. the Father. He doesn't know about the sanctification of the Spirit or the obedience to Jesus Christ. So those two, you have to know 
who he is to know that where where he's saying these things come from is actually truly where yeah. they come from. So yeah. that links to one. You link both of those things. Yeah. Was I off in space world? Did, did you say you were linking them both? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. Um, and so he just talks about these these electives. I'm sorry. I was acting literally. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about my statement, and he's still stunned. I'm like, man, I am I'm pretty good. <laughs> saying, that that was a no, not me. That was a Holy Spirit <laughs> moving right thing, there, man. So, but I have a question. Okay. So when he says in verse two, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, sanctification of the Spirit, obedience to Jesus, um, it isn't he talking about the elect exiles in that situation, not himself? Yeah, I think he's talking about all of them. So it. Connect them. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Is is because it when you read it as it's written, and that's why I looked it up. It has a comma, right? That's the reason I think you can you got it all together, right? Okay, like he's including <coughs> <Well, I> himself <coughs> in that. Mm, okay, that he is elect. See, people will run from election because right. because people say, well, you're either in the camp of you're a Calvinist <laughs> or you're in a camp of you're an Arminian or you're right. you know all all the. Here's what I'm in the camp of Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to run from the truth of that there is not the elect of the Bible. It says it right, right there. Right. But what is the elect by? See, this to me is is fighting what I'm saying. I'm not a Calvinist. Mm-hmm. And this substantiates me. Right. Because you're elect, what? According to the foreknowledge of yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Understanding yeah, that yep. you yep. would come to him at some point. I think he actually knows the day because... He stands outside of the scope of time. Yes. He stands outside of the scope of past, present, future, which is actually right. time. He stands outside of space. He steps. He stands outside of all that, and he knows it. Yes. I've said it before. We see a snapshot, like right. Brooke said Sunday, this little mm-hmm. five by seven mm-hmm. or four by yeah, six. so good. God sees, or go back to the parade thing. Well, in a parade, what do you see? You see what's right, right. there in your little scope of vision. What does God see? The beginning from uh-huh. the end. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, he under he knew Hank yeah. Meadows would come to him. He knew the day. Right. He knew the moment. Right. I had to answer this morning. I was asked this question. So why did God, I'm going to let you answer it. <laughs> why did God, I've, I've answered it. Oh, okay. Now you get to answer it. Why did God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden? In the garden? In the beginning, you mean? Yeah, that will be in the I'm in the garden. Yeah. Making sure that I understood. No, you're that. trying to you're trying to get no. time to get your <laughs> well, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Why why did why did he make it so that man could even choose evil? Because if we never had a choice, well, right? Okay. Because if we didn't, if we never had a choice, then we would just be puppets, and it would just be, it wouldn't be love. It wouldn't be true love. We would be just be robots. We're not done. <laughs> You have totally thrown her off, Dan. <laughs> I apologize. So come on with the no, thought. No, you come keep on. going. But I wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> so yeah, if we if we didn't have a choice, could you not then say that was hell right. as well as heaven? Right. If because of the ones that would not have wanted to love Jesus, were only had the choice to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's robotic love. Right. That's not. True love. You you want people to love you for who you are, mm-hmm. not because they have to. And love you because they choose to. Yeah, that's a, that's a better word. Right. Um, and so that's what I told this person. I'm like, well, if there was no choice and there was no free will, we're just a bunch of robots running around. Right. That, that technically, in a sense, could be living in hell. 
just as much as they're living in heaven. Right. So when he says elect according to the foreknowledge of God, mm-hmm. God knew everything. Yes. See, I mean, do, am I, this is where people say, well, oh, you're a Calvinist. God knew everything, mm-hmm. but he didn't make Hank choose. Right. He knew Hank would choose. Yes. Yes. The the invitation is offered to everybody. <clears throat> whosoever will come. Mm-hmm. Whosoever believes in him. It is God's desire that all, all men, men come to a saving right. knowledge of him. Right. I mean, I don't know how much greater right. you can be. Right. But in his omnipotence. Am I going to say it right? Omnipotence. Yes, thank you. And omniscience. Oh, you can say any of them. Um, omnipotence, right. omniscience. Right. In that. You probably want omniscience. All. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. And that's his foreknowledge. He knows who's going to say yes and who's going to say no. But just because he knows, well, Joe over there is going to say no to me, so I'm not going to offer it. He doesn't, act, he doesn't do that. No. Even though he knows that that person's going to say no, he still offers it. Just like Jesus knew Judas what Judas was going to do, and Jesus still washed his feet and still had him be part of the 12 and still loved on him and served him, even though he knew mm-hmm. that Judas was ultimately going to be He offers mercy and grace yes. to yeah. every person ever born. Right. Everybody, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just come. Yes. Come to me, all who are weary yep. and heavy laden. Yep. Now, I understand that's sort of talking about the believer, but it can also be used in a salvific message. Yes, absolutely. You know, because there's both ways you can uh-huh. look at that. So, Dan, I know you're over, you're about to No, I was just saying, you know, and for us as believers and those that are called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the if God in his complete knowledge, his foreknowledge, says, I know so-and-so is not going to accept but he doesn't limit their freedom to accept, you know, because his knowledge doesn't limit what we're able to do. He just knows what we're going to do. How how ridiculous is it for us to say, I don't have that knowledge that they can accept, but I'm not going to share the word with them because I don't think they will. Right. So we're trying to limit the, even their ability to, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Bro, I would Christ. say it's worse than that. Yeah. We try to be God. Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, we yeah. Without even that knowledge or, or that that godliness that God has, for lack yeah. of a better term, we say, well, they're not worth it. We judge them in, in and, with and our we put ourselves on the yeah. throne. Yeah, absolutely. Here's my question, and I've never gotten a really good answer for someone that that is of that theology. Now, do I? Man, am I saying they're not saved? No, I wouldn't get. But I really struggle with this. Then why did He give us the Great Commission? Mm-hmm. Right, right. If they have no choice but to come to a saving knowledge, why do I need to go fly to Brazil? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to go like I did yesterday and I, right. I just caught somebody at the gas station and gave them a gospel of John and began a conversation? Why Why did yeah. I need to do that? Yeah. Right. That's good. Right. Good point. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I mean... <laughs> I would argue. I'll take the high road and sound very smart. There is no good answer. Okay, thank you. That's what I was looking for. So here's what it is. So all these that way, the electrical exiles of these people and Jesus and Peter himself to the foreknowledge of God. In other words, and one we looked at it. One writer commentator said God thought it. Mm-hmm. He thought of his whole plan. Yeah, before he, the ages began. Yeah, he had that plan of redemption, and he still sent Jesus. Yes. Because he's right. Because he still knew, um, (laughs) 
he knew the rejection that Jesus would face. He knew he knew what was going to happen from Genesis all the way, um, but he still did it. And then, but here, here's our news. And then you go to Galatians four in the fullness of time. Yeah. Right. When, God sent forth His Son, yes, yeah. born of a woman under the law, yep. to redeem those under the law. Yep. What love? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because what? you do, because you do, you can look at it and say, "What took him so long? You know, why? Why did it take him this long? Some four thousand years in the fullness of time, when the time was right." That was when. I mean, there was a lot of things that factored into that. Yeah. You know, the Pax Romana. Right, right. Everybody was speaking Greek, basically. Right. And so everything was perfect. Let's move on because we only have just a few minutes. <laughs> we don't have enough time to finish this. In the sanctification of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I know I've asked you this before, so I'm asking you again, what is a good working definition of sanctification? Well, sanctification, the basic definition is set apart. Okay. It's just being set apart. Um, and so when, when, well, so you're being set apart for God, being set apart for Jesus, but then the process of sanctification is becoming more and more like Christ. So there's three steps in sanctification, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The first one is salvation. Right. Second one is actually itself sanctification. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is um, glorification. Right. Those are the three parts of it. And the Holy Spirit's involved in all the, mm-hmm. the first one is making you just, and then it's making you look more like him. Romans right. eight twenty eight right. that we've talked about. And then he just takes you to heaven. That's yeah. what calls you. He is the guarantee yes. of our inheritance yep. that Ephesians chapter yep. one says in first Thessalonians, I think, um, sort of gives you comment to, and I want to deal with this third one at the same time. And then for obedience to Jesus Christ, and then for the sprinkling of his blood. And so the commentator said, God the Father thought it, God the Holy Spirit wrought it, God the Son bought it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything we have as far as spiritual inheritance in heaven falls at the feet of God. Yep. Right. And every aspect of your, and it's it's not, it's why it's not, it's it's not based on my works. Right. It all, what, I was trying to remember what you said on Sunday, which you said at the 8.30 service, and you didn't say at 11, I think, but that it, it all comes down to the blood. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, it does. The, yeah. the Passover in Exodus was all about the blood. Only those who were under the blood that was put on the threshold from the, sacri- the, from the yeah. Passover lamb, <clears throat> are, those are the only ones who were saved. And so now it's us who are only those of us who are under the blood of Jesus are the ones who are saved, are the ones who can be sanctified. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you're not under the blood, if you haven't been saved, if you haven't been justified and had that first step, mm-hmm. you can't be sanctified. Yeah, you, I mean, you can, you can work all you want. Right. To. It's right. just a work. It doesn't right. do nothing for you. Right. So, yeah, that's what I said. And I never really thought about it until I was preparing for Sunday. Mm-hmm. The, the exodus is actually a great picture of our exodus from our bondage. Yeah. Yep. How did they get out of bondage? The blood. the blood. It had to be on the doorposts and on the lentils mm-hmm. and in the basin. And for you and I, it has to be on our hearts. That's the right. only way to get out of any slavery that we're in is by the blood. That's right. That's right. Don't give me no 14 ways to be a better you <laughs> by Friday. I can I can simplify that and write a bestseller. I give you one. Mm-hmm. Blood of Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. And so they, they are so, and, and they're all intricately, um, important. Every aspect of that is important. Yep. 
You got to have God the Father. You got to have God the Son. You got to have God the Holy Spirit for all of our spiritual inheritance, heavenly aspects, because they're all involved in it. Because you can't, none of it is, um, I lost the word, but you can't have any, the fullness and the completeness of our salvation cannot happen without all three parts of the Trinity. Yeah, that's right. why it says, you know, Paul writing Colossians says he's the the fullness of the Godhead bodily mm-hmm. was in Jesus Christ. Right. That's why it says it so much. And, yeah. you know, Bruce is going through the study on the Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights, which is excellent. And and I do think and I it's it's helped me. Mm-hmm. We tend to think him as one B. Mm-hmm. God, the father, God, the son are right here. And then the Holy Spirit sort of one B. Yeah. He's the fullness of God. Right. There's nothing less than God in him. Right. And then as a result, it says, and then may, then, then he says this, and it's going to kick us off to next week. Mm-hmm. May grace and peace not be given to you. Right. And this is another place we fall short in the Christian walk. We settle for the least amount available. Oh, yeah. yeah. Peter says, may it be multiplied by you. Mm-hmm. Not, and by the way, Christianity is not an addition, it's a multiplication. Right. Faith. Yeah. You you don't just add, you multiply. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he says there. May grace, well, remember that is getting what you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember, mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Right. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. And peace is what? It's the presence of Jesus, but <laughs> So that's what you want. You want grace and you want peace. And I mean, you want mercy, obviously, right. too. Right. So what Peter is saying here is, I want to give you everything. I want you to have a life that's abundant because that's what it begins to talk about. The very next yeah. passage, I want you to have this abundant life. And that's so why John 10, 10 is so important to me in my life, because it keeps me in sharp focus of what's all about the enemy and what's all about right. God. The thief coming to do what? Steal, kill and destroy. Yep. And so whenever people are going, well, devil made me do it, or, or I don't understand why God's doing this to me. and making, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. God doesn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. You're, you're crediting God with something that falls at the feet of the enemy. Uh-huh. I have come, he says, right. to give you life mm-hmm. and to give you more abundance. Yes. And that means a life that's overflowing. Right. I mean, think about it. That's a life that's, so we have this, here's a great picture, so. Our dogs have their water bowl. You know, you fill it up, and then you go put it on the, and it just pours the water out a little bit. Well, sometimes I get to doing stuff else. Next thing I know, water's just flowing out, flowing out, flowing out over top. That's what he wants your life to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. He doesn't want you to be miserable. Right. Now, little cautionary tale. That doesn't mean <clears throat> that what the prosperity gospel people. Preach. Oh heck, no! They're absolutely false. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. That's no, not what it means. No, he, God. God didn't care about your happiness. God cares about your, your holiness. holiness. Yes. But right. in your holiness, He makes you happy, yep. Yep. and you're always full of joy. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you can be abundant. Yep. 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 Absolutely. I'm telling you, and I hate to keep going back to this because it's the one thing I can hold on to. When my daddy died, mm-hmm. and I was in such a dark place, the one truth of life, light that kept going was. I know he's in heaven, mm-hmm. and I never lost the joy of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy in those no. following days and weeks. No. But I was joyful mm-hmm. that I knew my daddy was better off. Right. And so I'm sorry. 
He wants you to be abundantly, mm-hmm. gloriously, right, joyful, right. But he didn't promise you a million dollars. Nope. That's just a lie from the pit of hell. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Closing big thoughts. I'll go first because mine latches onto that. Um, and it's just, it's just the and this is how I tend to think is, you know, we we say we're Christians. Okay, we we. I'm going to tie this back logically. Christ, God, same thing. Okay? No difference in what they desire, no different. Christ and God, same thing. So if we're saying we're little Christians, okay, we're little Christ, sorry. <laughs> we may be tall I'm just Christian, a little Christian. Christian. You never know. Uh, hey, you now. Be, you be whatever size Christian you want to be. Yeah, we're just little um, Christians. We're not even six foot tall. But, but if the God of abundance wants to abundantly give grace and peace, how how much should we also want that for other believers? And, and it goes back to what we're talking about, you know, where we're like, well, you know, they, they won't be saved. We're not going to waste our time. We should want them to receive that abundance because the great thing about God being God is he doesn't run out. No, yeah. That abundance never— That wellspring never runs dry. It continues to multiply and multiply yeah. and multiply. So, uh, you know, we may say, well, that's just a nice way to, to end a little introduction there. No, it, it's, it should be the desire, and the church would be radically changed if it was our desire that every other person experience that abundance of Jesus Christ. Y'all know it drives me bonkers, Eeyore Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't stand them. And you never hear—I mean, if— uh, we were just talking about money. Money is temporary. I mean, yeah. you know, trust me, I, I can get rid of it quick. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but how much would we rejoice if we received an abundance of money, something temporary, but then we act like we got nothing at all when we receive the abundance of peace and grace? Ephesians 1 says we've been blessed with all the spiritual blessings like, in the heavenly places. Yeah. yeah. Yo, come on. Yeah, I mean that's what it says. So you you literally you and and by the way, if you oh I'm about to preach, if we are an heir Romans eight and a co heir with Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. so everything Jesus owns we owns. Jesus last time I checked owned heaven, so heaven not that it belongs to us, but we have it all. We we have access to every part of it. Exactly. Right. Yep. And we're going to rule and reign with him. That's right. What Kent said. That's right. So all of that goes into that we are co heirs and we have. And inheritance. Now, the last time I checked, an inheritance was a blessing. Yep. Yep. But you don't get it while you're still working. Yeah. That's right. In our, our At least your dad's working or whatever. You right. get it when something dies, someone mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. We get ours when we go to heaven. Right. And our reaction to all of this great news is to come sit in a church quietly and yeah, let me look across here, at let me dip, man. <laughs> I'm so happy. Can't you see? I apologize for getting started. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I'm so happy. <laughs> so my I'm just going to tell you this, though. What? You better be ready up in our church on Sunday mornings now. We got some folks starting to talk, clap, and shout. Yes, it is happening. <laughs> Every Sunday. It yep. It's, it's, I. Mona's not by herself it's not anymore. not just me and yeah. Linda anymore. Or me and Linda and uh, yes, Dan. <laughs> and I'm just, and you. <laughs> well, when you're preaching, you're not. Well, when I'm preaching, I'm not. But I mean, during the singing, though, I'm telling you, during the singing, I'm hearing people shouting yeah. and clapping. And yeah. I looked around the other day, and I was like, "Where did all these hands come from?" It's just heaven practice. It makes yeah, me man. cry. Yeah, it it's like, do it, God. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Um. Well, because you're talking about abundant, and I was praying about this for our church this morning. And so it takes me back to Ephesians 3.20. Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. And 
um, that ties into the things that the blessings that we're seeking, the things that we are seeking, but it also ties into he has already done so much more than we could ask or imagine just by saving us, by giving us that gift of salvation. So, but then he doesn't just stop there. He doesn't just say, okay, so I've saved you and now you can come to heaven. You're, you, well, if that's the case, he he should just take us at salvation. Right. Mm -hmm. But in, but instead he gives us for living for daily life and, um, far more abundantly than we could ask or imagine. And, um, I th- and I think about things that we are specifically that you and I and others like me in agreement with you are praying specifically for this church. But just imagine that God is going to do far more abundantly yeah. than all you can. Well, I'll, ask I'll give you an imagine. example. I don't mind telling people right. I'm praying for a thousand people to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, part of me is like, why are you praying so little? But I got in a conversation last week with somebody that I know closely that um, when they were asking me about it, and I said, yeah, I'm just praying for a thousand people. And here's their question, why? <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean, why? <laughs> Hank, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Do you think God's going to really do that? Well, I was like, well, okay. So I said, basically, so should I just pray for, I don't know, 20? <laughs> right. And, and then he's like, well, well, you already run more than that. What? How, how many? Here's what he asked me. True story. True mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Well, how many is enough? I said, the next one. Right. Everyone wins. He said, so you mean just one more? I said, no, no. And then when that one comes in, it's the next one. Right. And then it's the next one. Right. And then it's the next one. And then it's the next one. And it's the next one. I'm asking for a thousand. And that's just for, because I think about that verse. I prayed mm-hmm. all the time too. God, here it is. Yeah. God, give us a thousand. If I'm the only dude standing for truth, mm-hmm. which I know I'm not. Right. We're going to shine that light of Jesus mm-hmm, Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such a great time to preach. See, some people are like, man, this is hard preaching. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, it is not. Let me just say it's freedom yeah. because it's not my word. Right. Right. It's God's word. And God can make it so that one day we look back and say, hey, remember that time we were only running a thousand? Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I, I'm sort of ashamed that I've only asked for a thousand. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm like, let's do it, man. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Here's Hank, and and those of you that are out there that pray for this ministry and pray for Marion. Here's what I want, and hear my heart. I know we're out of time. No, I want to do something, and I don't care if they know my name. And that is my heart. I don't. I don't need right. my name attached to right. it. In twenty, thirty, forty, sixty, a hundred years, if God has tarried, they can look back and they can say, all I know is. God settled down Mm -hmm. and did something that Ephesians 3.20 says right there that was an out-of-the-way place that people just don't happen by, and God moved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be that he only does that with 400 or just what we got. I don't care. But I think think God's heart is to go and make disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, last time I checked, it was in the Bible. Yep. Yep. And I think he told a young preacher— do the work of an evangelist. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Okay. Here's my big thought. I'm going to tag on yours. When he says it's all in his foreknowledge and all that, well, God knows we just got to be his hands and feet to go get it. Yep. Let's let God do something yes. powerful and amazing that I can't sign my, ni- my name to. Mm-hmm. You can't sign your name to, mm-hmm. 
Nobody can. Mm-hmm. Even the atheist got to say, all I know is <laughs> something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you. Uh, we just shout glory. And I, I wait on what you're going to do with with anticipation. And God, I ask you to move. And um, so, God, thank you for this opportunity to, to sit behind these mics and to open your word. And God, to, to speak truth to anybody that hears. May God, the moment that we quit speaking truth and stray from your word, God, may you end this deal mm-hmm. and stop it cold. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, my name is Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Uh, um, I got my home. I, I got four. Five, got my home slice, Miss Mona, over there with me. You forgot? Well, I no, I didn't forget. I got on. I got um, jumping bean over there. Uh, Dan Amos. <laughs> Anybody that don't know his name. But by the way, so just newly created. Shout it out real quick. So um, if you go to our Facebook page, um, there's a link there in an announcement. We now have a YouTube channel. Right now, it's just going to be um, another avenue to listen to the podcast. Eventually, in the upcoming weeks, um, we'll have some additional stuff on there that you can't get elsewhere, Um, some additional videos that we're all very excited to make. Um, So just, look, check us out on Facebook. Check us out wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram. Look for us. We're out there. That's right. God bless. Bye, y'all.